feel like this When you spill out hits When you fly as a bitch And you ride with tits So you ain't bothered a bit now, baby <laughs> Fresh out the airport Fresh out the chair with the clippers like Welcome into the BSN Buffs Podcast Live from the Blake Street Tavern I am Jake Shapiro alongside Ryan Koningsberg And Will Whalen. We got Will Whalen joining us Fantastic to have Will on Ryan, uh lot to say about Will. Maybe you can put it into words. Uh, uh, the way I put it into words is we had to completely restart the beginning of this because Will was laughing so hard, as you can see on Twitter. Uh, I put it out there. But it's just great. I mean, look at this. Look at this guy. He's always <laughs> smiling. He's just such a, just a big personality. He just lights up the room when he walks in. It's good to be here, you know, uh, in the old stomping grounds of the one and only Blake Street Tavern, uh, one of the greatest places in the history of Western civilization. Uh, and with uh, we've had PSN at Bucks. least one Will Whalen going away party here, maybe upwards yeah. of four. Yeah, I don't know. I usually just mark it in for a year later yeah. because like he's gonna go somewhere and then he'll be back and then he'll go again. That was the great thing about when uh, it was announced that Colorado was gonna play in the basketball tournament in Brooklyn next year. Everybody was like, "Oh, like Will's gonna be there. Oh, maybe we can stay at Will's house." And Ryan was like. That means we're counting on Will actually still living there in a year. I was like, at that point, Will would have lived there for like nearly two years, and yeah, that's not happening. That, that's not how I work. So yeah, it's good, uh, good to be here, guys. Thanks for having me on. But now you're here, and we're not letting you leave again. Yeah, but you can leave for like a couple of days. You have to go somewhere for a few. Right, days, right. right. Yeah, I'm here for the next couple of days, and then uh, back officially in Colorado May 13th, and I'll actually just be. Living two blocks away from uh, this here Blake Street Tavern. And that's not dangerous for your health or no, your liver or anything. No, my drinking habits should be super healthy. Yeah. That's no, what I, I'm really excited about, honestly. I don't foresee you spending any Tuesday nights just sitting at the bar having Tyler serving you drinks all night. I don't see that happening. No, no. Wednesdays are a maybe. Tuesdays, probably not. Yeah, you'll be safe yeah, on Tuesdays. Yeah. Taco Tuesday is usually a pretty good tradition in my house. So, I mean, usually that's margaritas and... I mean, I don't really trust But then you have wine Wednesday. That's real. But I can, you know, this is going off the rails a little bit (laughs) with my drinking habits and my schedule. (laughs) Let's just say to say I don't want to lock anything down. Okay. Okay, cool. Anyways. That's what being over 21 is like. I'm I'm trying to learn from you guys. What what are we at? Follow any example. Nine more days? A week. A week from today. Wow. Wow. Yeah, buddy. Learning more and more. We'll get him some drinks here at the Blink Street Tavern. Yeah, that'll be something. It's going to be lit jesus is that still a thing oh yeah fam okay here we go if you're woke it is i know a guy who's been woke lately (laughs) such savage savage language here you literally just missed the greatest transition opportunity in history yeah i'm really bad at transitions and i just ruined it but speaking of a guy that's been woke recently (laughs) here we go what are we Um, talking about today shop we're talking about Mike McIntyre and maybe how woke his Twitter game has been lately. We're going to be talking about Davis Webb and is he still coming to Colorado? Is he going to California? Is he a person? Why did he ask? Why was he rooting for the Blues against the Blackhawks? All these questions and more about Davis Webb. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, Jamarcus Russell as the potential quarterback of the Buffs, uh, according to Ryan's uh, rundown. Uh, we'll also be talking about the highlights of the CU Buffs Snapchat, which have been hilarious. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, the CU Buffs football team that drafts tomorrow. We got our NFL expert, Ryan Koningsberg, our Broncos insider here. Sud. Uh, Sud, dude. Sud? Sud, dude. Have you, have you seen? No. Okay. No. Just you guys aren't going. very woke, Just I guess. Just keep it going. So uh, let's get into it here. Uh, 
Davis Webb, another week gone, another week undecided. Where are we at in this situation? It's hard to decide. Um, Part of me is leaning towards the longer this drags out, the better it is for Colorado. Um, You usually, your biggest worry in a normal situation, let's say you have a commitment out of high school, your biggest worry when they go on another visit is they're going to commit right then and there. Uh, And when they don't do that, you feel good when they came home that it wasn't a knock, knockout, knockdown, dragout, whatever. This place is better than Colorado. I'm committing there. So to think that, uh, I, I think I lean towards the longer it goes on, the better. I also was able to receive some information recently, and I can't remember if I mentioned this on the last podcast or not. Um, while Davis, in the last three weeks, Davis Webb's mom has been in Colorado looking at housing for Davis when he comes here. So not not all of the last three weeks, but sometime in the last three weeks That'd she's be a been really here. That's a really long vacation. Right. I mean, more power to her if that's her thing. But uh, the, she's been around looking at housing for Davis. So they're not off the Colorado train, that's for sure. Mike McIntyre is going to just keep saying that same line over and over and over again. So I refuse to write that story again. Like I saw both CU Buffs and Daily Camera did a story yesterday, which was the same exact quote I used last week. Mike McIntyre just said it again in a different uh, area. So I'm not going to keep writing that story yeah, over and over again. You, you, I think, nailed it. I mean, if you're going to switch to California, if you're going to switch to anywhere, I mean, that's something where you probably know it right away. You probably know it when you're there. You know, I think the more time he has away from those visits, the more time he has with his family, the more opportunities that Coach Mike McIntyre uh, and the rest of the, rest of the coaching staff has to kind of get in his head and keep in touch with him and keep in communication with him, you you have to think that there's going to be a comfort level and a comfort factor uh, that really has to benefit Colorado in that regard. And, again, the more time it drags on, I I would say the more likely he is to come to Colorado. My thing is this, is that – and I kind of – I got in – I don't know if it's a spat. uh, Definitely not a tussle, but something – a Donnybrook happened on Twitter regarding exchanges where one person was wrong and I was correct. Um, <laughs> we're talking about Davis Webb, uh, and there was an article written by a reporter. We talked about this last week, but right. please give there, us your take. There was a where you know you you just have to move on. I mean it, that's a ridiculous notion, but especially with the fact that with this dragging out, if you pull out now. Not, I'm not even talking about what, what happens next year. <laughs> Phrasing. Okay. So how do I, if you withdraw. If, if you pull out now, no one's going to finish, you know. <laughs> so um, um, I can breathe. Um, so if, if you withdraw now, <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no way to move forward from that comment. Basically, if you stop recruiting him now. If you choose to pursue other prospects, um, it's not, I mean, it has nothing to do with, I'm not talking about what happens next year, but you look terrible as a staff. Well, and you don't have any other options. N- none. It's not you like, like your, oh, okay, well, we'll put, we'll put, uh, we're just going to put this Davis Webb right. thing to bed, get past it, and we'll just go get this other guy over here. Dude, you put your eggs in the basket, so you kind of got to ride out. And why, again, why take your name out of the ring when, again, the, the more this drags on, like I just said, the more you can talk to him, the more chances you have. It, it's honestly, it's kind of like dating. You put in the groundwork. She's committed to you once. 
But ultimately, there are suitors. There are other men out there. There's competition. Look, you haven't been to the gym in like three or four weeks. Right. You know, but the longer or a bowl she game keeps in like 10 you years. in touch, the more opportunities you have to go to the gym. Maybe you get your swollen. Maybe you start taking creatine. Maybe, maybe you, you start injecting your own skin with things. I don't know. But you <laughs> give you yourself got, a shot. Maybe you got paid and you can go to the Flagstaff house now. Right. I guess. Uh, but again, you know, you have to give yourself a chance. And with the more time that he allows us to drag on, he's giving you that chance as a coaching staff. Um, so I have to, I, I mean, if I had to pick, if you put a gun to my head, where does Davis Webb enroll? You know, the day after he graduates from Texas Tech, I'd probably say Colorado. Um, but you can certainly understand the trepidation by bus fans with the fact that, I mean, <laughs> this is a program that hasn't had like a whole lot go right for it. Uh, and especially with the whole Sherry and Jones situation, I mean, it, it would just be another storyline that makes the program look not so hot in one off season. So I, un- I understand the frustration, but I think if bus fans are really freaking out, I mean, in my opinion, if, it, if something drastic was going to happen, it would have happened by now. I was talking to some season ticket holders uh, last week, and they were kind of of the approach of that, of that reporter's article. They were like, yeah, screw that web kid. If he doesn't want to come here, we don't want him. I'm like, was, no, no, no you, you want this guy. He's a legitimate quarterback, but he's, you know, they're like, but we got Cepho, three-year starter. I'm like, Cepho's good. You know, Cepho's a really solid quarterback. We don't know if... He's going to be healthy for next year, but, you know, he, he'll, he'll be solid. But this Davis Webb kid has bowl experience. He's been a proven commodity at Texas Tech in a legitimate conference, and he's been a legitimate quarterback there. I don't know why you wouldn't want him. You, Buffs fans and the Buffs should be on their knees begging for this kid to come at, at this point. Uh, and I think, like you said, it gets better every single day. My thought on this, and, you know, because we can take this differently, Will's been all over the world. But where is this going? He's coming back to Boulder next week. The more time that went by, Will realized he's coming back to Boulder. Well said. said. Maybe Davis Webb will do the same. I think there are a lot of things that local local media is great for. Columns like that are not it. Mm -mm. And because the reality is this is local local print media doesn't cover recruiting. And they admit trying so they, to all they, of a they don't really try, but when they do, <laughs> stuff like this happens. And that's why I deleted a tweet. I had it typed out and everything, but I wanted to tweet. Maybe some people just should stay away from recruiting. Yes. And I don't mean that as a mean-spirited thing, and I didn't tweet it because I knew it would come off that way. I just think, like, I look to Adam. Adam is the expert, and no, I will never try and claim anything different. He just has a very different perspective on how all this stuff goes than anyone yeah. that's working at a print media. I mean, he spends every day with this. So it, the, the type of column that came out, and I realize, and I, I don't want to put any words in people's fingers, but that was typed because I have a feeling they said, we need a column on Davis yes. Webb. That's yes. the hot topic right now. So figure something out that you're going to write. And when that kind of stuff is forced, that's when you get an odd take like that, in my opinion. And, I mean, that's the thing is, there are there are things that that writer does really really well, you know, and I don't want to call him out again. Like you're saying, like there's no need to be mean, but like stay in your lane. <laughs> you know, I'm not writing columns on the greatest diets in the world or how to have a six pack. <laughs> That's not my lane. You want to talk about booze and like pretty good food or going to the hospital in Thailand? I'm qualified. 
I can talk about that stuff and some recruiting, but stay in your lane because ultimately all you do is you miseducate the people that are looking to, to you for a take, for knowledge, for information. And I mean, there are people that would argue uh, articles like that can harm a program. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I tend to believe that a little bit less. I don't think it's that drastic, but at the same time, if Davis Webb is like, you know what I'm going to do today? Don't know why in the hell he would do this. I'm going to pick up a Boulder Daily camera because I want my eyes to bleed for 35 oh, minutes. God. Now, this is not necessarily directed at the sports <laughs> section. I'm just talking like local print media is not great these days. Um, and if he chose to do that, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Buff Zone. I'm going to look at the paper because I want to see what's going on with the buffs because Davis Webb is committed. He is quarterback committed to Colorado, US 287, man. And it's his new Twitter bio or whatever. Maybe it's not. I thought it was. Let's move on. And he reads that article. You know, there are some places in America, in some college football towns, where coaches plug ideas to local reporters. They get reporters to write what they want to write. What if Davis Webb thought that was what was happening in Colorado and Mike McIntyre was strong-arming him through local media and turning local fans against him? Like, no, it's not a reporter's job to consider that, but it's your job to stay in your lane. But, it, it, yeah, it's not your job to consider it, but it's, it's your job to con- consider the, the logic behind yes. it. I mean, all I, all I was asking out of that column is, tell me where the benefit is for Colorado. And there was none. So that was my problem with it. And I respect the writer a lot. I think he's a good guy. Yeah. I just yeah. felt like they missed, he just missed the mark on that one. We all missed the mark. I mean, we, we've all been there. Yep. I wrote just, a weird thing about drinking Kool-Aid and, like, hallucinating off of it once. Uh, yeah. I once published an article of a writer of mine talking about um, the president of the University of Colorado seeping crude oil <laughs> from his skin. That was an all-timer. To be, to be honest, that was brilliantly written. Oh, it was amazingly written if it was like a... I just didn't label it a column. If it was a novel, it was brilliantly written. But Yeah, I probably shouldn't have like published it. And then it got pushed to like the Yahoo Sports front page, and it was a really awkward situation for me. Adam was out of town. <laughs> it was bad not, news not bears. Not like my best day. There was a lot of mean-spirited things being said, too. It was his first... Wasn't it his first article for Buff Stampede? Uh, it was his second. Uh, he <laughs> wrote an update on Dom Collier that was great, and then he published that, and <laughs> it was like the apocalypse. It was the it beginning was so of the funny. end for Michael Crumholz. I think he wrote one more article and was done. Yeah. Uh, he's doing great nowadays, though. Good for him. That's awesome. Yeah. He's good he just, uh, on the topic of Michael Crumholz, he just wrote an amazing travel piece on the local bars... Uh, and mezcal bars of Antigua, Guatemala, where he almost got arrested by the police. That is the kind of journalism that I need to get into. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's going to wrap up this first <laughs> segment of the BSN Buffs podcast. Uh, for Will Whalen and Ryan Coinsberg, I am Jake Shapiro. This segment has been brought to you by the Clock Tower Grill. If you're on your way down Denver and you're coming from the south, the best way to stop or the best place to stop and get your pregame on is the Clock Tower Grill right off the Lincoln Light Rail Station. They've got happy hour deals right off of that, uh, you know, travel time. So if you're coming down for the Rockies game this summer, uh, down from the south, the perfect place to stop over is the Clock Tower Grill. And then you come to the Blake Street Tavern after the game. So we'll see you back on the other side. Thanks for listening. I was searching for something as I watched you run. I was sad when you said that you never really wanted some. Were you looking for? Hi. 
This is Justin Gold from Justin's. If you've had my nut butter or my peanut butter cups, then you know that I take my products and my customers very seriously. So when I needed my roof replaced, I wanted somebody who feels the same way about their customers and their products that I do. Luckily for me, I found exactly that when I went to Chip Bezo from Chip's Roofing, and he provided me with a service that I'll never forget. Not only did they build me a beautiful high-wind roof with the best products available, but the quality, price, and service was exceptional. I was in contact with Chip the entire time, and him and his crew couldn't have been more professional. Chip's Roofing has my business for life. Chips Roofing, Colorado's high-wind roofing experts for 30 years. You can find us online at chipsroofingllc.com. That's chipsroofingllc.com. Or call us now at 720-938-ROOF. That's 720-938-ROOF. Once again, 720-938-ROOF. Hi, I'm Erica Chenard, and I've been helping Colorado homeowners buy and sell for 14 years. From the biggest names in Colorado to first-time buyers, I treat each and every one like an MVP. I've sold over 170 homes in the last 12 months, and I can help you sell your current one or buy your next one. Call me, Erica Chenard, at 720-663-1003 or online at denvercohomes.com. Of course you want to be in better shape, and of course you want to change the way you eat, but it's easier said than done. Hi, I'm Adam Kinney, and like you, I've tried a million different things to accomplish this before I found the solution. Now, I go to Ironclad Fitness off of Evans. The days of long, boring cardio sessions are over. My kettlebell training at Ironclad is fast, innovative, and it really works. At this rate, I'll never step on a treadmill again. Let Ironclad Fitness change your life like they're changing mine. Ironclad Fitness. Hey, Josh, what happened to Colorado Keg House? I was just there yesterday, Adam. It's the same great place with 72 Colorado craft beers on tap. Really? I heard they had up to 60 breweries in there. I figured they must have moved into a huge building or something. That means they have up to 60 different breweries on tap, dude. Do you think they actually crammed 60 breweries in there? Oh, so they still have 27 TVs? Yeah. And NFL Sunday ticket? Yep. Cool. Still awesome. Colorado Keg House, Colorado's home for craft beer by the First Bank Center in Broomfield. Welcome back into the BSN Denver Podcast Network. This is the BSN Buffs Podcast live from the Blake Street Tavern. We got Shap, RK, and we... Do we have a nickname for you besides just Will? I mean, or Most people just call me Big Will, to be honest. Big Will. Okay. We're just trying to learn here, learning every day. Uh, yeah, I've never really had a – I don't have any nicknames for him. I don't even call him Big Will. Yeah, it's not like this great. Double dub? God, no. Mm, don't do that. <laughs> oh, that just reminded me of Big Willie style. Yo, where is, where is the Tad Boyle no? No gif when you need no, it. No, no, no. Hell no one, to the no. One time, Will – some guy called Will that didn't even know him, Big Willie style. <laughs> who said that? I, I vaguely remember this. Some guy who works for like 247. Oh my God, Sean Seglinski. <laughs> I remember this vividly. It was, it was both on text message and via voicemail. Hey, Big Willie style. You know, speaking of him, uh, uh, um, Six Zero um, Strength just shouted him out. McChesney? Yeah, he just um, organized some combine. And I immediately cringed because I remembered that 
douchey voicemail. Can we get a reenactment of it? <laughs> I'm trying to do like my best probably had his eyebrow and lip pierced in college LA douche voice, but I can't really come up with it. But it was like Big Willie style. <laughs> I I've never wanted to punch someone in the nether regions of manhood more. It's just like a fair piece of advice for anyone is like don't just make up a nickname for someone you've never met before and just, shape. And yeah. literally never call a will Big Willie style. Big Willie. Because A, or or like Big Willie or Free Willie. What about Willie Collie Stein? Cool. He's no, Big Willie style. No, bro, no, he's, he's Trill. Trilly, Trilly Collie Stein. Trilly Collie Stein. And that's like one of the greatest nicknames ever. But if you call a Will like Big Willie style or Free Willie, I hate you. Everything you represent sucks. I hope that your son gets kicked in the shin the first time he plays kickball. <laughs> And I honestly hope your daughter's Barbie's hair falls out. Wow. I wish ill upon your life. What about Wills that spell their name with only one L? With what? With only, only one L. Honestly, might as well be from North Korea. I don't even think that exists. Will Wheaton. No, I've seen it. Will Wheaton. Yeah, Will Wheaton can... Who's that? Uh, Star Trek, a bunch of other stuff. He's a really famous I, w- I worked for a tech company that done? we actually partnered with him to advertise for our game. Uh, yeah, he's a tool. Is he, he seems so cool. He's not. I've heard so many interviews with him. He's That's like so the funny. Ty Lawson of the tech world. Oh, right. I like Ty Lawson, too. Ty Lawson's also a douche. You like yeah. Ty Lawson? I liked Ty Lawson. I was kind of he buying into He cussed out the... a 14-year-old girl who just wanted to get an autograph while he was getting a haircut at a barbershop in Denver. That's terrible. Yeah. All right. So. On to other 14-year-olds and perhaps a little bit older than that because Stop. students? No. No, no 14-year-olds in school at CU. Oh, did you see that article about Asian Sherlock, by the way? Yeah, I don't want to get into that. It, even though, like, it, it still made me uncomfortable. <laughs> it did. I like Asian Sherlock. It was very, yeah. It was, like, trying to make it okay, but I don't think that's okay. Yeah. But I don't want to be that guy, so let's just not talk about that. Cool. Uh, we'll talk about the drop in student ticket prices. Uh, very interesting topic. I paid, I think, 175 two years ago for a student ticket, and they're going to drop it to $99 for next season. That includes all the football games and all the basketball, basketball games. games. All the volleyball Hell games, the all the soccer games, all that. All uh, the soccer games. That's the kicker. That's the that's kicker. The kicker. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good pun, the kicker. Yeah, soccer. I know. <laughs> I know I how much you hate puns. I can but... do it from time to time. I actually had no idea that it was a pun. <laughs> yeah. What was your headline in Vegas of that story? <laughs> Puke and rally. Oh, yeah. Puke yeah. And Against rally. Arizona. Yep. That was a good one. That was good. Uh, so I'll let you guys come to this first, uh, and then I'll come back around to it and talk about it. <laughs> I'm not that excited over the drop and student ticket prices. Do you want me to go first? No, uh, honestly, it's it's like I want to do one of those uh, misshaped stars. There was an attempt. There was an attempt. (laughs) That's the entire synopsis of me hosting. Right, there was an attempt. Like they're trying. Good on, like good job. The problem is. That $75 isn't what kept kids from going to football games. They sold plenty of student passes. The problem was no one wants to go to the football games because the team was terrible. And so it's, I mean, sure. I'm sure there's going to be a few parents when they're, and that's when you got to get them. You got to get them when they're checking their kids into the dorms. You got to be right there and say, hey, look, write a check for us $99. Your kid can like make friends by going to sporting events. That's when you get them. And that's when you sign up kids. Um, And so that's what they need to do. And sure, I'm sure a couple more parents are going to be more willing to do that at 99 than 175. It just seems like a lot less money. But 
there are much bigger problems with the student attendance than the price of student attendance. Uh, and, and that's just the long and short of it, in my opinion. I, I think this is actually kind of... We've talked a lot about a seeming... There's seeming to be a disconnect between Rick George and uh, finding a way to really activate the student interest in sports at CU. I mean, for all of Mike Bone's shortcomings, one of the best things that he did was really... No, that was the one good thing that he did. Yeah, (laughs) he really found a way to tap into the student experience. Um, And he was really enthusiastic about that. And Rick George simply hasn't... His attention has obviously been elsewhere, like building one of the greatest facilities in the country. It's gotten worse every single year. But 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 that's... You say that like it's such a bad thing, when really... There are much more important things that Rick George is doing. I agree with you, but from the students' perspective, the experience for students has gotten worse every year. And and this is kind of another thing, and this is a Rick George thing. This this seems very Rick Georgey. Somebody who has been very focused on getting this program back in line financially, arranging finances for these facilities, making things happen. If you build it, they will come. And this is a financial move. A discount, uh, a slashing of prices. And again, it shows that, like you were saying, there are many other reasons why students weren't showing up. And this is kind of, a, in my opinion, a very tone-deaf move. It's, yeah, sure, maybe you'll get a couple more people to sign up. But ultimately, you have to find a way, because the parents may buy this, but you have to get the kids to the games. They come out for the first game. Then you have to get them to the second game. You have to get into the third. You have to get them to come watch CU play Southwest Directional School Tech. State, too. Yeah. And if you can't do that, if you can't find a way to make that happen, it doesn't matter how much the tickets are going to cost because even though you got that money, you're not going to have butts in the seats. And so that's where this is just kind of the latest example that there is a serious lack of communication and a lack of understanding between the administration and the athletic department and the students and the student experience with regards to Colorado athletics. They completely missed the mark on this, 100%. Jake feels real strong. It does not matter what the price was. They could have raised it to $200 and they would have gotten the same amount of student ticket prices. You know, this might, or student ticket passes. This might get 500 more people to buy the, the, the passes or whatever, but it's not going to change how many people are at the game. You know, the last two seasons, late in the basketball season, they would just offer tickets up for $1. And, you know, at the time, it's a really smart thing to do, you know, just get more butts in the seats for a, a random Thursday night game or whatever, but uh, in conference play, but they started doing it so often late in the season last year that everyone just thought, oh, hey, you know, all the basketball games are $1 if we just wait till the last minute. The other thing, which they've completely missed the mark on, so the last two years, these are the big things they've tried to do with students. Last year, it was they implemented the rewards package again. Back when you were in school, Ryan, they had a rewards package, and the way it worked is if you go to 25, you know, if you go to 25 games total or whatever, you get a football jersey. If you go to five basketball games, you get like a mini basketball. If you Chipotle, right, Chipotle, you get like uh, real. you get a ski pass if you're if you go to all, you know, if you go to most of the games or you know for the next year, it, it, there were so legitimate you go to rewards. None of the games the next year. Yeah, and <laughs> the other. One was like, uh, you know, you get to go to Vegas with the basketball team or Los Angeles back in the day. So there were legitimate rewards. This year, they brought back the rewards program. And one, it was not set up in time for the first home football game. Two, the interface on it was terrible. No one understood how it worked. 
Three, the rewards were terrible. So they said they were going to offer authentic football jerseys to anyone that went to five of the seven home football games. They are like what you buy a kid that's getting a $50 jersey. Like they are cheaply made. They are not worth anything. They said they were going to be giving out basketball jerseys to people that attended more than 10 home basketball games. They gave away beanies instead of jerseys. Or no, they, no you know what they gave away? They gave, uh, what's it called, uh, wife beaters. They gave away like uh, wife beaters term? with, uh, what else is it called? A beater, just a beater. Just, okay, it's just a beater. So they gave away beaters that just said Colorado on it. Will would know he likes wearing those a lot. Um, I literally haven't fit into one of those since I was 12. <laughs> and then the distribution of the rewards, let alone the fact that they were terrible, it didn't get distri- uh, distributed right. Uh, so the whole thing was a disaster. And then they're claiming right now that seven to seven, seven, uh, 7,500 people attended every home football game for students if you averaged it out. They did not. There was no way there was more than 3,000 people at any of the home games besides maybe Oregon and uh, the one here at CSU, or against CSU in Denver. So the whole thing is they try to make themselves believe the numbers are better than they are. They convince themselves of that, and then they wonder why all these students aren't showing up. It's because they don't care at all. It, they legitimately do not care whether the students show up or not because they've, they've, they've gotten the passes. And there's a disconnect between the teams as well and the marketing department because obviously Tad Boyle wants a raucous environment, and that's why they end up offering those $1 tickets last, uh, last second, but they don't really think about it forwards and trying to get more people out to basketball games uh, as well as football games. And they just kind of are like, hey, we'll do whatever. The fathead situation was a mess this year. If you looked into the crowds, that didn't really... Okay, I'm going to have to stop but, you at a certain point but, to, but, to make uh, my point here. But, but my point is all these little things have added up, and it's, it continually adds up, and it makes the experience a lot worse for students in general. And it started with them slashing the trip to Vegas and making it, oh, we'll give you tickets. Now they won't even give you tickets. Okay, eventually, though, why do these kids need to be so coddled? Just go, like, go because it's fun. Like it is. Fu- I don't care if they lose six hundred to zero. Awesome. For get, some people, you get. It's, no, it's a universal it's, truth. It, you get messed up with your friends. You go to the game. You have a good time. You leave when the when it turns. But but it's you. It, you shouldn't have to give these kids things to go to the games. You should have some school pride and go because that's what you do when you're in college. Is you like. The kids who go to, like, William and Mary go to the game. It's just how it works when you go to school. I had three classes on the Thursday the Buffs made the tournament. I saw two people wearing any sort of Colorado clothing. That tells you everything you need to know. Because the, the the people tr- that's because they weren't going to class. Well, the people that were coming to see you now at this point just aren't that big of sports fans. They, I agree with that to a sense, level. but it's just like, at that point, like, does really a jersey get a kid who's not a sports fan into the stadium? No. 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 But that's why they're completely missing the mark. But here, and here, neither is slashing the mark the price is only $50. being missed in between the lines. In my here, opinion. Here, here's my thing: a the students at Colorado have sucked for three decades. That's that's the truth. They have been they have been hit and miss. I mean, there's a couple good years of C unit, right. but but like it's like football has not been the same since 2001 against Nebraska. There has not been an atmosphere like that since. I mean, blackout I would say games Florida there, State yeah. blackout game was big. West but Virginia. Like, all I remember was falling like eight rows in front of me. <laughs> but the, here's the thing. There's a balance. Yes, the students suck right now. And they're coddled and they're spoiled. And frankly, everything they represent at the moment with regards to needing all these benefits it is lame. 
It's lame. I agree. Go because it's fun, not because you're getting something free. However, Rick George is all about money. If you, if you find a way to get these kids invested into sports by investing in the experience, by finding whatever freaking way it takes to get them to the game, after four years, they're, they're, what if they leave? God, like some of my best college experiences were at those basketball games that I never would have thought to go. And all of a sudden, in eight years, when they're making $400,000 a year doing something or other, maybe you have a donor that you wouldn't have had. And if, if Rick George wants to cultivate a donor culture at CU like we haven't seen in Boulder in forever, there is something to be said for trying to create those donors. Cultivate that experience. Cultivate people to have a tie to this university's athletics when they leave. And I think Rick George has that on his radar, but he needed a much more quick fix than investing in someone who might be a donor not 10 sure. years from now. And so people have to give him a break. It's not like he's been here for 10 years and has just yeah. said, you know, let me show the middle finger to the students and talk to all these old people instead. There is a plan there. And unfortunately for these whiny students who need rewards to get into the stadium, it's not about them right now. And they have to understand that there's a, a $300 million facility standing over there that happens to coincide with a couple four-star recruits committing to the Buffs for 2017. That was put there because, and there's a big jump here, but for that to be put there, you had to be put to the side for a little bit. Yeah. And so, yeah, maybe a couple of students catch the short end of the stick. When, the, when this football team starts winning again, you're not going to need to give the kids freaking you know, a, a, a cheap jersey to get into the stadium when to, the team wins football games. To be fair, there are people in that athletic department that have been around since before Rick George got there. There are people in charge of marketing that have been at Colorado since before Rick George has got, got there. And those people, I think, dropped the ball more than Rick George. I, I, I get that there's a disconnect. But I also understand that the priority for Rick George has understandably been elsewhere. Those other people have not done their job good enough. And Rick's done a really good job of connecting with students. It's not just, it's not a Rick. Pers- on a personal, personal level. level. Yeah, yeah. yeah, personal level. Rick hey, I've heard stories. Well, he's like the most fun person. Ever. I've heard yeah. stories, legitimate stories of Rick George on a game day, just showing up at like a, a pregame on the hill and like drinking beers with students. Like that's, that kind of stuff. That's what really builds a longtime donor. Yeah. Yeah. More than just, you know, getting them into the stadium. But and, as a department, done, there are people that are supposed to be more connected to that kind of stuff than the leader of the entire department. Right. I mean, right. he shouldn't be the one who right. has to put his boots exactly. on the ground. So I, I would like to see him kind of light, some, light a fire under some asses and say, guys, like, I, I shouldn't have to deal with complaints about this. Like, I kind of have bigger fish to fry. Do your job. But I... I I, and I think, I think there, there are George an, a there lot are people in CU marketing who I think are very smart and I respect a lot. It's some there's just something missing in the cohesion of the entire department. They can't get like it shouldn't be hard to to promote yeah. a football game, and yet somehow it turns out you know or a basketball game is better. Somehow somehow it turns out that a kid won't know that a basketball game started at 5 p.m. You know he thought it started at it's eight absurd. or whatever it is. Yeah. It, it just shouldn't be so hard to, for everyone to get on the same page and have some cohesion because I don't think you know the people that work in marketing just aren't doing their jobs. It's just there's something keeping everything from coming together as a whole. Yeah, I, yeah, I th- I'd agree with you on that, uh, and that's gonna wrap up this segment. Uh, Good segment, guys. Yeah. It was yeah, good. It was good. It took a Shab lot of Shab kind of brought the heat there. He did. Yeah, I have a lot of hot takes on student 
uh, attendance and why are you holding that pickle? I don't. I'm trying to eat it, but I was waiting <laughs> until. See, the great thing is that people who aren't actually here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, a good thing it's on eggplant. Okay. Emoji. Just, yeah. just, just get us um, out of this. Stay in your life. Thanks for listening to BSM Buff Podcast. We'll be right back from the Blake Street Tavern. Uh, Blake Street Tavern, where you can find happy hour specials uh, from Monday to Friday. Uh, I don't have the During Rockies games, we've got $6 24-ounce drafts. That'll get you right if you're trying to watch the Rockies. And literally the greatest green chili in Denver. Yes. And a good Western barbecue that I just had, too. Uh, but thanks for listening. We'll be right back in the BSM Buff Podcast. Why go to the Clock Tower Grill? Because of the burgers? Sure. How about the 15 big screen TVs and the 100-inch projection screen? Okay. How about the fact that it's conveniently located at the Lincoln Light Rail Station? Yep. We could do this all day. The bottom line is that the Clock Tower Grill has unique food and drink specials every single day and offers something for everyone all the time. Head down to the Lincoln Light Rail Station and let's have some fun at the Clock Tower Grill. Rain, sleet, or snow, 24 hours a day, residential or commercial, you name it, A-Team does it. A-Team Garage Doors will meet or beat any estimate and offer same-day repairs. A-Team Garage Doors has a five-star rating and is a home advisor elite service provider. Call A-Team Garage Doors at 720-556-8016. That's A-Team Garage Doors, 720-556-8016. Call 8016 for the A-Team. When is the last time you went to the Rock Restaurant and Bar on Smoky Hill Road? With 69-cent wings on Mondays, trivia on Tuesdays, and $2 domestics during happy hour and weekends, the Rock Restaurant and Bar is the only choice when I'm in South Aurora. They're open 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. every day, making them a great place for a big breakfast, tasty lunch, or a nice dinner. The Rock is off of Smoky Hill Road, just a few blocks west of E-470. Find them online at therockrest.com. That's therockrest.com. $3 beer specials, $4 shot specials, $5 appetizer specials, and two-for-one 10-inch pizzas. All of that happens every Sunday at Ernie's Bar and Pizza. Not only does Ernie's have the best deals, but they were just voted number one New York-style pizza in Denver by the Westward. Why go anywhere else? Make Ernie's Bar and Pizza your home for football on Sundays. Ernie's Bar and Pizza, 44th and Federal in Old North Denver, where the Pisons live. If you're tired of the same old sports bar experience, it's time to check out the Sunset Grill. They have the NFL Sunday ticket, NHL Center Ice, NBA TV, and yes, even the Pac-12 Network. But they also have a gorgeous view from their spacious deck. They have dry ribs, wings, and mussels to go with their ice-cold beer. They have $4 Bud and Bud Light pitchers on Sundays, and their happy hour is from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. So next time you're looking for a place to watch the game, do it a little different and go to the Sunset Grill off Holly and County Line in Centennial. Sunset Grill. Are you a 1099 or an LLC owner looking to file taxes? Great. Go to johnrdundon.com. That's johnrdundon.com. Nobody knows the tax code like John Dundon. Do not get scammed by one of these fly-by-nights and do not put yourself in a position to be audited by the government. Do it right the first time. Go to johnrdundon.com. With over 12 years of experience, John Dundon will file for you, fight for you, and protect you. Two things that the website you file through cannot do. Go to johnrdundon.com. That's johnrdundon.com. Will, I got a question for you. Yeah, Shep. You know, it's my 21st birthday coming up next week, and I really want to pop bottles, but I can't spend that much coin on it. Do you got any advice? 
Yeah, Shep, I think you need to talk to Brute Mechanics. These home champagne makers will keep things nice and dry for you and teach you how to keep your dosage to as minimal, minimal sweetness as possible, making it very, very extra brute. Brute Mechanics is who you need to talk to. Professional brute <laughs> Jeremy Johnson <laughs> will teach you how to make your own champagne so you can get lit up on your 21st birthday. Guys, I hmm. think you're thinking of boot mechanics. Oh, not again. We always mix that up. Can boot understand mechanics the is one of the greatest places out in Golden, Colorado. Professional skier Jeremy Johnson is going to get your boots set up so like you are skiing on the clouds. They're going to take a mold of your foot and put it into your boot to make the most comfortable ride for you on the mountain. Visit them in Golden or at bootmechanics.com. So we're back on the BSM Buffs podcast and we're going to talk about the draft. Uh, we got a couple buffs that are grad- that have graduated and that are going to be into the NFL and where are they going to be drafted, specifically Stefan, Stefan Nembot. Yes, that's how you say his name. Stefan Nembot, uh, Ken Crawley, uh, um, Nelson, Nelson Spruce. Spruce. Uh, I was almost forgot Nelson Spruce. That would have been bad. Like one and of the most prolific. This is like right. my biggest pro- the fact that that's even a possibility is why I had to write a whole article about how people need to appreciate Nelson Spruce more. Yeah. You're the problem. I am the problem. You are the solution. And that's why this podcast is so good. Uh, uh, and then we have also Jordan Murphy, who's probably going to go undrafted, but he will get a shot at the NFL most likely. Ryan, you're the Broncos guy. You know about, a lot about the NFL. Uh, where's the talk in the NFL and the league about where these guys are going to go? Uh, specifically, I think Spruce probably would go the highest considering his college career, right? Uh, uh, it's very it's questionable. I mean, all these guys are going to be third day late round picks um a lot more potential i'm seeing in stefan Nemba and kenneth crawley uh kenneth crawley after having one of the worst careers i've ever seen in terms of ball skills like went went ahead and turned it around at the senior senior bowl or the shrine game shrine game and really like all of a sudden put on a ton of great film in terms of ball skills that has all these scouts talking about ball skills and Tyler Ziskin and I were talking about we're like what are these people watching and I was able to see some of some some of his stuff from the Shrine game and I was like wow yeah I don't know what he did but he figured out how to find the ball in the air and it's made a big difference for him um you know he has the the body type he has the speed he does a lot of things that you love in an NFL corner and the ball skills are really the last thing that needed to come around so if a NFL scout is willing to say I think he's made that jump in terms of his ball skills I think he might have the chance to be the highest pick but then you look at a guy like Stefan Nemba same thing I mean he is a perfect build for a left or right tackle in the NFL and he just never put it all together again I, I said this on our Broncos podcast NFL GMs NFL front offices are, are a cocky group and they believe they see things and they believe they can turn those things into a great player. So you look at that. Uh, Stefan Nemba has a very high ceiling if he can put it together mentally and kind of uh, fundamentally. Spruce is really, to me, the only sure thing out of the three. You know that you're going to get Nelson Spruce. He's going to go out there. He's going to get open and he's going to make catches. I really do believe that. Um, and whether that's on Sundays, that's to be seen. But you know what he is capable of, and you're not expecting him to do anything that he hasn't already put on tape. So for me, it's uh, I, I, any of the three could go anywhere between four and seven, and any of the three could go anywhere 
Not at all, if, if you know what I'm saying. For, for Spruce, uh, and this is my question to you, does the fact that he is, you know, more of a guy that, you know, comes over and catches a 10-yard pass, he'll break one every once in a while, but he's not a guy that goes out and makes a huge play like Paul Richardson. Does that hurt him, the fact that he's not an exciting guy, but more of a steady guy? No, because you're not expecting him to be anything that he's not. Um, his thing is, I'm going to get open. And it doesn't matter. How, you shouldn't care how I get open. I'm going to do it. And, and usually for him, last year, it was a, a, he showed off his strength in, in amazing ways. I mean, he really just – guys were not getting up on him on the line. He was throwing them off of him. So he makes sharp cuts. He has the surest hands of maybe anyone in the draft. You know what you're getting. You're not saying, well, why can't you go over the top for us? You're stupid if you're asking that question. Ryan, the question I would have for you is, I mean, this has kind of turned into a league where well, this is not the, you know, Al Davis NFL, where you're bombing it 40 yards downfield every single time. We've seen an evolution of offenses that focus on those intermediate routes between 7 and 20 yards, and, and that's obviously where Spruce excels. So, I mean, kind of the opposite question of Jake, could that actually work in his favor, kind of the fact that he may not be the speediest guy, but he's a tremendous route runner. And does he fit better, perhaps, in this NFL right now than maybe he would have, you know, 8 to 12 years ago? I, yeah, I, I think there's definitely something to be said for that. Look, I truly believe there's a team out there that is going to fall in love with Nelson Spruce. I mean, his tape is just pure pure production. Like, I've seen so many scouts on Twitter be like, what? what? Like, every single one, of, like, someone was like, I feel like I was trying to watch Nelson Spruce's catches, and I ended up watching the entire Colorado football offensive season because he, that's how much production he was. I mean, <laughs> he, he was all over the field on every single series. And so there has to be a GM, in my opinion, out there who is saying, wow, that's a guy we can make something out of. And it's, it's someone you could come out and put him into your offense in week one and if he's able to you know make the team and you know that he's going to get open and make catches in my opinion i also am really interested in seeing spruce not be you know the guy he's made 200 catches the last two seasons for colorado i'm interested in seeing him be the guy that makes you know 40 catches in a year and seeing what he can do there because there's no way he didn't get banged up the last two years a little bit and that probably slowed him down i'm interested to see what kind of quickness what kind of agility he brings and maybe a different style he can bring as the guy that's not being pounded into the ground every offensive series and i mean for me nelson spruce is the name that this makes the least amount of sense i i, I think i saw today or yesterday mel kuyper's top 300 prospects for the nfl not a single buff was on the list i mean ha, like you're saying ryan pure production i mean you watch uh, the highlight that i've seen so often um played recently with regards to nelson spruce is on the road at cal yeah uh, the tying touchdown that he caught in the right corner where he just it's, it's a clinic of route running and, and how there might not be a place for someone like that in the NFL makes no sense to me because I can it's pretty easy for us to imagine Ken Crawley not getting drafted. It, it's pretty it makes sense that maybe Stefan Nemba might not get drafted. You know the, those things make sense. The idea that one of the most prolific receivers in Pac-12 history could go undrafted is absurd. I it just blows my mind. Yeah, and I, the, the crazy thing is it's a real possibility. I mean, but but the way I look at it is, okay, there's two – if I'm an NFL GM, there's two systems or uh, circumstances where I really want Nelson Spruce. One, 
I have a very a very experienced quarterback who you know knows how to get how to hit these guys when they get open you know a Tom Brady to, to make, I mean obviously Tom Brady can make any receiver great but uh, you know those those very experienced veteran quarterbacks but also if I'm a team like the Rams or the Eagles drafting Jared Goff and Carson Wentz what a safety valve to have in Nelson Spruce and I realize he's not perfect by any means um but he's a guy that even if it's just in camp to have a a a, a receiver in there that makes you comfortable um i feel like he's a receiver that's very easy to build chemistry with a receiver who makes his breaks on the right dot every single time you're never um on the wrong page because he went eight steps when you want him to go six i just can't imagine not wanting nelson spruce in with any really any quarterback but really those two situations there i could really see how he would have a lot of valuable to a lot of value to a team even if it's just in practice nfl and nfl teams have put more of a focus on character than ever before recently how how can you even if it's the seventh round if you can if you can consider a scotty mcknight for the seventh round you, you have to be bigger, able to stronger, faster, and better hands. You have to be able to consider someone like Nelson Spruce at the very least because what if he works out? Maybe not faster. And you won't have to worry about him. He's not going to, you know, not saying that even the best of college kids in terms of character don't sometimes make mistakes and sometimes they party or whatever. But you're talking about a guy who can be a positive influence in a locker room, or at the very least, he won't screw everything up, and he can make some plays for you. Yeah, he's a smart kid. Uh, You know, Mike McIntyre loves to say, you know, he's going to be the CEO of a company one day. He's that type of guy, and he's just going to work. Like, he's going to go out there every single day and just work. And, yeah, Yeah. I mean, he's going to make your corners better because he's physical. I just... There's a spot. There's a spot for Nelson Spruce in the NFL, and I believe that. The last guy we haven't talked about yet is definitely going undrafted, but uh, great story, obviously. He meant a lot to this Colorado football team kind of behind the scenes. Jordan Murphy, you've written about him, I think, tw- two different times. Uh, give us some insight to what his chances will look like uh, after the NFL draft. Well, you know, he's a fullback in a in a sport where the fullback is a dying breed. Um, someone is going to bring him in and... Uh, I'll just it's because he has a good he's got some good publicity um and it it was a very tragic thing that that publicity came from but his name has been out there um it's something it's just one of those things that happens in the NFL is guys like that this end up getting a chance um he's gonna have a chance to go out there look the kid is a horse I mean he is as strong as they come um he's compact he loves to hit he, t- he told me, you know, everyone uh, hates kickoff return. No one likes being on kickoff return. He loved being on kickoff return. Uh, you know, he loves just running into dudes. So he's going to get a shot. He's going to get a chance to prove himself. Will he make a roster? Probably not. Uh, he's, you know, he's not tall enough or fast enough. But it's, it's a great story. Um, another guy who's going to be out there, and he's going to rep Colorado. You, you mentioned special teams with regards to him. That's, I hate to like go right back to Nelson Spruce. That's a place where Nelson Spruce also, you could see him making an impact as a, again, as a kick return guy, not receiving the ball, of course, but as a guy who on punt coverage or kick coverage, you could see him kind of finding a niche for himself there as well. And so many people talk about for late draft picks, that's often where they find their spot on a team simply by willing, being willing and able and certainly capable of being a special teams guy. Absolutely. That's going to wrap up this segment on the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. In order to keep all of our content free on bsndenver.com, we're going to take a quick time out.
Jackson's Hole opened up in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching all sporting events. Almost 40 years later, Jackson's All-American Sports Grill is keeping the reputation alive. We've upgraded our TVs to 65 and 70 inch HD flat screens. We have amazing food and to top it all off, we have almost 30 beers on tap, including our table taps so you can control at your own table. Come down to Jackson's All-American Sports Grill in Greenwood Village off of Arapaho and I-25. Jackson's, the original sports grill. Fossil Trace Golf Club is a destination for golfers across the country. Tucked into the foothills of Golden, Colorado, Fossil Trace is one of the most unique courses in America. Hole 12 was named one of the most fun 18 holes in America by Golf Digest. Fossil Trace is 5280's best golf course, and it's less than 20 minutes from downtown Denver. Go to Fossil Trace to escape the ordinary and discover the extraordinary with prehistoric and modern. Schedule your tea time up to 60 days in advance at FossilTrace.com If you or somebody you know has been in any type of accident, call Flesh Law. You do not want to face the insurance company alone. If you're not sure what to do, Flesh Law offers free consultation and will meet with you for as long as you need. And if you do decide to file, Flesh Law will have your litigation started immediately so that they can get your case resolved quickly. Call Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 or Google Flesh Law. That's 303-806-8886 for Flesh Law. Flora is the Apple store of cannabis with three locations, the biggest selection in the state, and a tech-driven shopping experience. Euflora is the only dispensary you need. Euflora has over 75 types of edibles, tinctures, topicals, and drinks, and they have over 20 strains of flour at all times. To see everything Euflora has to offer, go to eufloracolorado.com. That's eufloracolorado.com. back one last time on the bsn buffs podcast he is will i am i'm jake he is ryan uh i wish i was ryan like i that happens like every other week but uh yeah we're gonna talk some social media stuff the buffs have stepped up their game on social media it all started with the volleyball team and the dub mashes or whatever those were that was Uh, great specifically jocelyn hayes with the best dub mash of all time which we've talked about here on this podcast it's good we get her a shout out every three weeks it's yeah. good that we get that in there. She deserves it. She does deserve it for that killer dance move. Uh, but we're going to move on to Snapchat, a different medium of social media. I got that right. Really a, different good. Form. a different social medium. A, yeah. yeah. The well, social media is the medium. The Snapchat is the platform. Recently, the CU Buffs <laughs> football team have had Snapchat takeovers by their players. And they've uh, been wonderful. Have, they've been spectacular. I forget who the first one was. Uh, it, it wasn't that good. That's why it was, was it forgettable. Was it Phil Lindsay? No, no, he was a recent uh, one. He was after J-Mac. Uh, who was the first one? Old Bodie? Yeah, he like for, it was someone who forgot to do it like halfway through <laughs> the day. Like They stopped at like noon. All, um, I, all we know is it's, it's come up since then. Yeah. The one that's been most notable uh, yesterday, I think, was Ryan, two days ago was Ryan Muller, but the one that was most notable was Mike McIntyre's son, uh, Colorado sophomore wide receiver, number 14, as he said in his Snapchat, Jay McIntyre. Yes, it was honestly life-changing, I would say. 
<laughs> it was like it was just the exact type of humor that I love. I literally my dogs started barking because I was laughing so loud. They like thought there was some big commotion. There's everything was going crazy. Um, the highlights were endless. Yeah. I mean, he has a poster in his room of the ocean, and in like script text it says she got a big booty, so I call her big booty. Like that complete, completed my life. And before it, in the most awkward voice, he goes. Uh, one thing that um, helps me get through the day is uh, inspirational um, words. And then it just cuts to, she got a big booty, so I call her big the booty. The best part about that is because you can totally picture Mike McIntyre putting inspirational quotes all over <laughs> Jay's room when he was a kid. <laughs> I assume they were different than she got a big booty, right. so and I call her That's right next to uh, a, uh, a framed... Nickelback album cover, yeah. which I can only assume is uh, ironic. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt, hoping that that's ironic. Snapchat is a really big part of my life, and Jay McIntyre, he changed something within me. Yes. I, and it was wonderful. I have his number, and I added him on Snapchat after that. I had to, I was like, you know what? This is so good. I want to see what the personal snaps are like. Uh, so... Bruh. He added me back. <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. But I'm like, Pause. This, is, Pause. this is, it was really good. Uh, but Jay's, uh, Jay's basketball game, I mean, Will's a basketball scouting expert. Will's actually seen He was Jay shooting play. left-handed. I've, I've seen Jay play probably 75 times. What would you characterize his game as? He, th- nobody has ever provided. You, you know the, the cliche when you ever you interview a kid who's over 6'6 in high school, who do you want to model your game after? It's always Kevin Durant. Deron Davis, the first time I ever talked to him, was like, I'm, I'm like Kevin Durant. It's You're like, like nah, okay, dude. coach. But. Jay McIntyre provided the greatest self-evaluation in human history <laughs> when he was said that he was a lot like a young J.J. Beret. That's, that's exactly literally exactly his game. He's the most annoying person to ever guard, I would assume. He dribbles everywhere in circles, and then he throws his shoulder into you and scores on you. And then kind of trots back awkwardly with high shoulders, but it really works. I mean, he was a legitimate basketball prospect. He was a Division One basketball prospect. A low, you know, low major. Um, he could have played at a couple of really good D twos. He was really good at basketball. I was really happy that he t- like he took the time afterwards to say that he couldn't shoot right handed, so people didn't think that was his actual game because he was shooting all like the fact that he made like a turnaround three pointer left handed was impressive in yeah. itself. Yeah. Uh, his favorite player is Ricky Rubio. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out why. Uh, but he did shoot like Ricky Rubio, uh, which J-Mac still can go to the league maybe if uh, if he's got the similar shot to Ricky Rubio. Uh, so who knows? who knows? Then there was the whole Ghost Hunters part. With, that with, was with really Eddie Lopez. <laughs> yeah. Eddie Lopez, who we discovered on Buffs, impersonating Buffs, maybe has the best personality on the CU Buffs He's hilarious. Uh, yeah, who is dead? I couldn't figure out who was dead. I don't know. Chocolate syrup all over them. I'm sad that no one. That whole thing was like an awkward M. Night Shyamalan movie. (laughs) I'm sad that we're talking about this and like a million people that are listening to this never saw it. Yeah. So anyways, you missed out. Yeah. Moving on to something you can still see, which is on Twitter.com. Great website. At Coach Mike Mack, uh, the head coach of the Buffs, Coach Mike McIntyre, tweeted hashtag views from Folsom. Uh, and it is a picture of, I think, Drake sitting on you top. You think? I think Drake. Uh, well, I thought it might have been someone else, like, okay. Snapchatted in, but it's just so far away. It's Snapchatted. Uh, or, or <laughs> You're uh, the worst. What happened go was. Go ahead. Go ahead. Drake has the picture of him. Uh, do you know what building CN that is? Tower. Yeah, CN Tower. Okay, so now then in it, the was, six. it was. In the six. In, in the six. With his So clothes. Mike McIntyre took that and put it in the three. 
Which I've been trying to make happen. <laughs> actually, it wouldn't be the three. It would be the O. Oh, yeah, it would be the O. It would be the zero because yeah. the, the, Toronto is the six because both of their area codes have a six in it and both main Colorado area codes have a zero in it. So we're calling it the zero, ground zero. Uh, no. <laughs> oh. All right. The fine. Rockies' record is nine and eleven right now. Oh God! Why did you have to turn it that way? I wasn't you going. Anyways. That's exactly what Will thought. <laughs> well, he didn't say it out loud. Okay, sorry. But anyways, Mike McIntyre took that picture, which had become a meme, and he put Drake on top of Folsom. And when I say he put it, I yeah, mean I he absolutely did not do any of this. <laughs> but someone has since taken over Mike McIntyre's account, and it. I mean, there was the mom. Did you see the when mom makes cookies one? Yep. yep. That one, I think he might actually have made because it was such poor quality. It was just like <laughs> of his TV. And then there's like a random use of emojis now. Like he tweeted swag, hashtag three fire emojis the other day. Can we make some predictions on who is running his account? It's got to be Jay. It's got to, yeah. That's my guess. It's either Jay or their young, your, their younger son. I could totally see it being Johnston. Yeah. That makes more sense to me than Jay because Jay doesn't tweet like that. But Johnston is like the exact age of a recruit. It would make sense for him to be running the Twitter. You know, this whole Mike McIntyre Twitter <laughs> thing has got me pissed off about something. And I just need to say it. There's a man that coaches a main sport at Colorado that I have a lot of admiration for. His name is Tad Boyle. Tad Boyle does not have a Twitter. Nope. He has said that he will never have a Twitter. In fact, I have asked about things in the world that will happen before (laughs) Tad Boyle joins Twitter. But if, in Ryan's words, if Mike McIntyre's Twitter can be so woke, Mm -hmm. I believe is the term, if it can be so woke. It's woke AF. If it can be woke AF. Dude, this girl came by the other day and said savage AF to me. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. She said AF instead of AF. Can we can we finish, can we let Will finish? <laughs> Sorry. Him? So if if Mike McIntyre can have a woke Twitter account, so how woke. the hell can nobody like the only Tad Boyle Twitter accounts that even have come up are like the fake ones and they're it, terrible and they're the worst. So why can't somebody run Tad Boyle's Twitter? I'll do it because there is a. I mean, let's be honest here. There's a. I mean, I don't want to turn this segment like too serious, but. There's a serious buzz in the fan base regarding the Twitter activity, the social media movement of the Colorado football coaching staff. They honestly might be the best in the country. I obviously don't follow it's every coach insane. everywhere. And I, and I follow a ton of coaches, for mainly on the basketball side. But it's, it's really impressive. And the fact is, is that the Colorado basketball staff is completely invisible. absent. Yeah. Invisible. Completely invisible. And I get like that's not their thing. And fair enough. And they've had a lot of success no matter what. And I don't think being on Twitter is going to get you Tyler you Dorsey know, or Jabari Bird. But, it, again, uh, you do everything I, you can. You should. Yeah. I, I was talking with um, Chris Fusilier uh, of the Blake Street Tavern uh, before the show, and it's about exposing people to your brand as much as possible. And, and I wasn't necessarily referring to social media, but, you. I mean, as coaches, like, what? Are, Those 30-second videos that McIntyre has been tweeting out yeah. are that are just, like, you know, it's, hyphy music with like lights flashing and just awesome pictures of the uniforms yeah like that is dope like that kids see that and they're like damn like colorado's kind of nice and all of a sudden the fact that they're like three and 376 in the last 
20 years goes out of their brains. You know what happens? It, it, I'll use this as an example. And this coach might not You've be. You've said so many different things about the record this show. <laughs> You're just like, they haven't won a bowl game in like 10 years. They haven't. So it still hurts. The, Cal, the California assistant who was just fired because of a sexual harassment case, he's since been cleared and he got hired at Nevada. Uh, Jan Huffnagel, he, he's really active on social media. And when he took over at California, he kind of started a social media campaign for that program. Hi, dude, like tweeting out pictures of the players, workouts, emojis, hashtags, together we attack, all the lamest stuff that coaches always do, but gets fans hyped about. When he was doing that, you had AAU programs that followed him start, and, and coaches that followed him start retweeting. Oh, yeah. And, and all of a sudden, all the top prospects in all these areas are seeing, um, you know, Hang Ghost All-American at camp camp retweet something they're saying dino stragonis retweet something from cal berkeley and all of a sudden they're like yo like that coach is dope it would be cool to meet him and then when they talk to him in person when he starts scouting them when he starts recruiting them yo like i saw you post on social media that was awesome and so the moral of the story is if mike mcintyre can be dropping this kind of fire again it's not him but if somebody can be dropping this kind of fire under his name God knows somebody can do it for Tad Boyle. I will say it runs in the McIntyre family because J-Mac does have a, 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 an Instagram account that is no longer active, but it was called Jaywalking, and it was an entire Instagram account dedicated to videos of him walking. <laughs> it should be called Jaywoking, <laughs> just him being woke. Jesus. So anyways, that's my, that's my take on this. I situation. totally agree. I, I, it's... All right, it's 2016. Social yeah. media is a Summer thing, 16. and it's important. No? Don't ever do that thing that with your hands That was literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Worse than me holding a pickle? Yeah, significantly. <laughs> Sadly, it was significantly worse. All right, uh, well... It's going to get better from here on out. Will will be joining us again soon. Uh, Tyler Ziskin will probably be back on next week. We had a little run-in with him. Uh, he's running the bar right now behind the Blake Street Tower. But this is going to wrap up the BSN Buffs podcast for Will Whalen, who you can follow on Twitter at William underscore Whalen. With uh, me. For, I forgot Ryan's name momentarily. <laughs> um, uh, and for Ryan Koningsberg, you can follow on Twitter at Ryan Koningsberg. I am K and O and E and N and I, a G yeah. and S and E and R and a G. Break it down. Respect uh, that name. Put some respect on it. Respect on it. Respect that. <laughs> um, and I am Jake Shapiro. You can follow on so Twitter white. at Shapalicious. Uh, thanks for listening. Especially Jake. <laughs> uh, we enjoy the listens, the interactions. Keep up the interactions. Follow along our content on bsnbuffs.com, a branch of bsndenver.com. You have just listened to the BSN Denver Stay Podcast long. Network. Sports. Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast live from the Blake Street Tavern. I am Jake Shapiro. He is Will Whalen, and we got Ryan Koningsberg as always, but I just kind of underscored or uh, breezed through the fact that Will Whalen is on the pod. Why are you talking like that? Is this your real voice? Am I not allowed? Should I just talk? Please in my don't normal? talk like okay, that. I'll yeah. talk in my normal voice. What, uh, are we doing it over again? Or are you no, I'm just going to keep, keep going. going. No, start it over, please. <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> like, I just turned this off if I just turned it on. <laughs> I literally just went from midnight to six. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
happens every week. All right, go. Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast live. A little more, a little more energy, a little more energy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not sad to be here. Just use your, be excited oh, in your normal voice. <laughs> you can't Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast. 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 Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast live from the Blake Street Tavern. I am Jake Shapiro. He is Ryan Konigsberg. And today, today, we have Will Whalen joining us. Finally, uh, we get the one and only, the master of the Bobs, uh, Chief Bob. No, it's no. not the Chief Bob. Mm, I, uh, am. I am. What? You're Chief Bob. <laughs> Who's Chief Bob? What the hell? <laughs> I don't think Will remembers anything that happened in Vegas. We were calling everyone Bob in Vegas. Well, yeah, I know, but we're trying to figure out who the top Bob is. You're just trying to make things that aren't things. I, I can ride with it. Okay. Uh, well, we got Will on. You can follow him on Twitter at William underscore Whalen. You can follow Ryan Konigsberg at Ryan Konigsberg. You can follow me at Chapalicious. By the way, that that Whalen is W H E L because people who spell it W H A L are communists. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out. Uh, hot so take you know. from Will already. Uh, <laughs> Will is spouting off, folks. Folks. I've been up for about 38 hours. Wow. That's that. I feel like you're missing some inflection in your voice. Inflection? Like no, because Jake took it all for the <clears throat> intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> they don't the- even know about that except <laughs> in the hidden track. That was too loud. Yeah. Sucked all the energy out of the room. No, oh, but it, it's good to be here with you guys. Looking forward to uh, my first official BSN Buffs podcast. Yeah, Will texted me yesterday. He's like, all hyped. He's like, podcast goals yeah, are man. finally coming true. I was like, what are they? He's like, just just being on the BSN Buffs <laughs> podcast. I was like, yeah, wow, you literally low-sighted goals there. It was pretty anticlimactic, but, you know, whatever. Uh, we're going to talk about Davis Webb, dropping suit and ticket prices, uh, Mike McIntyre, Twitter account, uh, highlights. You have to end these sentences before you start new ones. I'm not good at this. This is what I'm trying to learn. Uh, you didn't put any periods on the sentences. That's the why. <laughs> you didn't put, you gave me a list and you didn't put any periods. I didn't, there's one sentence. It's, it's because they're broken up by spaces. It doesn't look that way in text message. <laughs> this is the worst show I've ever been <laughs> you seriously should start over? I can't breathe. <laughs> Oh my god. Um, <laughs> Please start over. Are we save, starting? Save this somewhere. <laughs> yes, we're starting over. <laughs> okay. Start over.